Hello and welcome to the Licensed and Queer podcast, where we're on a mission to uncover why James Bond appeals so much to LGBTQ plus people. Why not see 007 from a different angle? Spoilers! We've finished. This is Anthony and David Lopagelis. MBE, only one of us anyway. Um, and this is us finishing off um, 007 Road to a Million. So when we last left you, pre- like, well, we have to do that thing Two first. We have to go. So when we last left you on that cliffhanger, we watched the first two episodes and we're like quite enjoying it. Um, but we weren't fully sort of sold on it. And um, we finished episode eight, seven and eight last, last night. night. And yeah, we really, really liked the series. Um, and it, was, it wasn't until series three. Think, so, oh, sorry, yeah. if, I know we said spoilers at the start, but we're going to talk about all eight yeah. episodes. So if you haven't watched it or haven't watched all of it, we will be talking about the people who get through to the last episode because people start falling mm-hmm. throughout. Um, so leave now if you don't want to know how it turns out. Yep. Yeah. Um, but um, so we wanted to talk about the rest of our watching experience today um, because we both really quite enjoyed it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. At the end of the last podcast, I said I'd convince myself that I loved it more than when we'd started the podcast because yeah. talking about it made me realise what I really, really loved. And I stand by that. Yeah. There are some things that I think could be even better. Yeah, me too. And in this, towards the end of this podcast, we're going to do um, a top three sort of things. This is. License to Queer is always a positive place, mm. so we don't do... We recognise that people get enjoy things for different reasons, Yeah. so it's not about... We are going to give our honest opinions, but it's not about inflicting those on other people and being really damning about things that other people might enjoy. But for us, there were, there were a few things that have played on my mind today, which I thought, oh, I wish that had yeah. been different. Yeah. About um, the, la- particularly the about last, the very last yeah, episode. The, um, the last episode I felt was slightly anticlimactic and we'll get yeah. into the reasons why later, but it, it wasn't as the, I think it suffered because the penultimate episode was so brilliant. Yeah, totally. Um, it was the episode most bond, incredible. bond episode. And that's the one thing that we noticed as well, that as the, a lot of people who were watching it and perhaps only watched the first episode and decided it wasn't for them, please perhaps give it another try because it does get more bondy mm. as it goes on. But the one thing I noticed after, and it was episode three, and I did post about it, so people who follow me on Instagram might have seen this already, but episode three clicked for me that the reason why none of them mm. are Bond fans is because it wouldn't work. Mm. Like mm. And, it, and, and it wouldn't work if they were Bond fans, I mean, because and it was in episode three when they're on... They're in Rio, the Bone Brothers are in Rio, and they get told that they've got to go in a cable car. And then if it was me or you, we would have known instantly that one of us is actually on the cable car roof because of Moonraker. Moonraker, yeah. Um, whereas, and, but they didn't know that because they're not or one fan. I reckon there are loads of bits edited out of this program where people go, oh, I remember this from oh, yeah. that film we watched at Christmas one day. You know, I think people did realise. Yeah. And the closest it comes is when... When um, the, Jenny and Beth, the, the two nurses, nurses they get, they get the DB5 and they go, my God, this is such a cool car. And they test out all the gadgets because it's clearly the version that Aston Martin made with all the gadgets on a few years ago. Yeah. And they try out all of those gadgets. And you can... I bet there's loads of bits which it's just like, oh, this is just like in the film. Yeah. And they have to drive to... They drive to Switzerland in that 
car as well, mm. which where everyone else has to get the train. They drive, but actually they leave in the car, don't they? They do, get yeah. The train, yeah. Um, so, yeah, as it got on, it got better, and there's some really cool stunts. Some things that, again, were, like, crazy, and, oh, my God, like, how they um, did these safely, like the one when they have to go in with the crocodiles. Yeah. Um, and... Um, actually you could see in the crocodiles that the crocodiles were actually tied down but still pretty terrifying still scary Um, and again the format continued do a stunt, trek somewhere um, answer a question get the and the money goes up one of the things that I think overall I know we were going to be we are going to be very positive about the programme overall but one of the things I don't think is as successful as it could be is the idea of the controller um I I don't I don't think it interacts no. enough with the contestants and I don't think they talk often. There's a few bits throughout the programme where they're like, Oh, I haven't worked him out yet. Is he good or is he bad? And I don't think they I don't think it's the, never I answered. don't think it's been worked out what he what he's there, no. other than he's a big name to draw people in. I mean, let's be honest, they probably had Brian Cox for a couple of days. So the voice that they they're hear hearing, won't be Brian yeah, exactly, Cox's yeah. And in fact, there is that moment in right at the end where they go, oh, he sounds different. And I'm kind of thinking that could be because it wasn't Brian Cox they'd been hearing. So, yeah, for me... There's some great bits of menace. Like, you know, when they're in the the really posh casino hotel and he suddenly talks into the rooms to them Mm. as they're getting ready. I think that was, like, quite creepy and cool. But I just don't know, like, is this his money? Narratively, I don't know what he is. It was, I tell you what, when he was just going, you know, um, when people are about to make decisions with answering the questions and he says there's a lot of money, it almost reminded me a bit Chris like Tarrant. Noel, uh, no, 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 Noel Edmonds Tarrant. on Deal or No Deal. Oh, really? But I actually know he's, he's I've never actually banker. seen Deal no, or No Deal, but yeah, no, yeah. Because he talks to one on the phone. Oh, that's that, it. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. I've never really liked it. That's what it is. It's like that. Because there's a few times when like they they chosen the correct answer and then the phone rings again and then he's like, mm. "Are you sure?" And that that reminded me a little bit of Chris Tarrant. Oh yeah, I suppose. <laughs> like, you so, know yeah. when they like he before they lock in the answer and millionaire. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I wonder whether I think they may, maybe need to be a bit. This is not one of my doing that at the end. This is not one of my things that need to change. But I think they maybe need to be a bit more overt and like this person works for Spectre and like make it more of a story mm. thing potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a thing for me. I mean, the thing and is, I really, he was love... really hammy as well. Yeah. I love <laughs> Brian Cox in anything Any he, he can do comedy really well. And he's Hannibal Lecter is mm. arguably even more kind of sinister than uh, Anthony Hopkins is. I, I don't watch Succession. He's one of I the best watch... X-Men villains of all yeah. time. I don't watch Succession because I don't like programs about horrible people. And, but, you know, I can imagine he's amazing in that. I've heard only great things, but and it's not really even him. It's just you're right. It's that kind of concept of who is this person? And I get it. You need a framing device and you need a bit of exposition, but I didn't quite always gel. Sometimes it did. Sometimes it didn't. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to touch. I think it's while we're in this bit where we're being a bit more critical we'll touch upon the next thing that I don't think worked and then we'll go all positive from there because it was mainly positive to negative. But for me, the final episode, as we mentioned, was very anticlimactic. And I think it was because, spoilers, nobody gets anywhere close to the million pounds um, and they all go out on the 
300,000. Two of them go out on the 300. So um, Josh and Kamara and James Bone and Joey Bone, they go out on the task before they even get to the question, which yeah. is a very a really tough task with oh, guns. Yeah. So my major kind of critique, um, if it can be said, is that I don't think they should you do like a skill-based challenge. Like shooting is quite a difficult skill. But so many other things were difficult, like no, scuba diving. No, no, but that's the point. Rock climbing. That's the point. They weren't. You can learn those. You can you could learn those within that context. And we're not fools. We know that there would have been safety advisors for those things yeah. to hand. The thing that pulled you through those challenges of not being able to it, the thing the only reason you couldn't do those challenges was if you chickened out. If you were scared of doing those things. So some people were frightened of heights. Yeah. Some people were frightened of going underwater. Some people were frightened of enclosed environments. Animals, but they yeah. overcame those yeah, fears. Yeah. And for me, that's I said this on the very first when we recorded about the first two episodes. For me, that's one of the things that appeals most to me about Bond, because it is pushing yourself to your limits yeah. and outside your comfort zone. For me, shooting, we wouldn't have passed that challenge. We've got friends oh like uh, you, you um, but Maz would have passed that challenge, our friend, because yeah. she's had military training. And the woman who... And she's had military Jenny, training. Jenny, Jenny has but, had... But actually, yeah. you, if you watch that episode again, yeah. it's actually Beth who gets more of the shots. But, but because oh. Jenny started her off well. Exactly. And it's I'm not. that's not saying that she's not a brilliant shot as well. But, but I'll be really honest... You don't need that in <laughs> I couldn't even see the targets. No, no. On the other two. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. That it, I don't think it was fair as well because James and Joey were shooting against white into white. That yeah, they, yeah. They, they were on a frozen lake and behind it was snow. And then Whereas Josh the and Tamara were shooting, were shooting yeah. against a white cliff face. Mm. So that was difficult. And then... Jenny and Beth at least had a shed they were shooting against. I was getting so frustrated on their behalf watching them because they were just watching it all tick away. And don't forget, Jenny and Beth, they only won by one second. Yeah. So they all would have been out. I know. I just, I actually didn't think that was fair, Yeah. That, that game at the end. And then the rest of that episode as well was after James and Josh and Kamara. And there were some lovely moments where they realised the adventure for them was part of the winnings um, yeah. and they both did go home with 200,000 pounds each um but um no, 300,000 150 grand each yeah 300,000 yeah. yeah um but the other thing like the maybe it was just because it was in Switzerland and it was snowy and it wasn't as like pretty to look at but like they were just trekking around in the snow for mm, ages mm. and also that the the task that Jenny and Beth did afterwards they were just like walking through caverns and it, it, it did it, feel quite bondy that bit but you're right the trudging through the snow didn't yeah and it just felt like no one skied like no um and and then at the end when um jenny and beth had a question their question suddenly i know i know you go into half a million difficult. it was insanely difficult and you had five multiple choice questions but that was question five yeah. there was still two more to get to a million that question was impossible yeah and and I, I'm, I feel cheated out of what else did we not see? Because if they yeah. all they all went out at three hundred thousand pounds, there was still two more levels of the game we didn't see. So my 
other, so we've got three, haven't we? Yeah. My other thing that I would say is that for the questions, which I know have been contentious with lots of people, they definitely should not be James Bond questions. Yeah, and this that. is the reason why, because you have degrees of Bond fan who are super nerdy and remember all the registration plates of cars and whatever. And I'm probably only a couple of levels below that myself. I don't want to watch a program where people try to outbond knowledge each other. That has its place. That is not here. I want to watch a program where people have to think really hard yeah. to answer the questions. And so there were some brilliant examples in that program of it. Yeah. Like the casino, the casino episode. So, okay, one of the three questions you had to think. Okay, you could do a bit of thinking for most of them. The one that was random was actually the women and it was the person who the martini was made for. Yeah. I would have got that wrong. I went but but, the, but yeah. the women had the, um, the nurses. Not, they they yeah. had some really good thought about it. A little bit was like this young it woman. Was, no. Yeah, because it could have been any of but, those people. Yeah, but it was like, well, the, in the end, they went with the thinking. This is the man who's they know to be the witchest. Yeah. So maybe the Martini was in William Chrysler was not exactly Paul. Yeah, no, um, and neither was yeah, like um, um, Wardle yeah, Astor. I know. So I think that was a random one, but the one that the Bone Brothers had, and it was wonderful it was so clever, waiting yeah. for them to get to, because I I got it about three minutes yeah. before they did. I it. was thinking it was like, I didn't know what like the answer was. it was like the twos of those, like yeah. ballerinas feet. But then for some reason I just said two, two, and I said two, two, ballerina, and then they did the same thing about three minutes yeah. later, because I'd never heard that before in my life. And the other ones that I really like, the questions I really like, were the like the rum tasting. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like, which one is this? And the other ones where you had to, you know, even counting a crocodile's teeth. Yeah. They were good because there was a contextual clue. Yeah. But being asked, like, I love the one yeah. that um the the dad and son did. You know when they were trying and the one that went out. Oh yeah. Where they, and I would they have got not, that wrong as yeah, well. Yeah, I would have had eighty three. But too. I wouldn't have felt too cheated. Yeah, cause, because I'd have had a decent think about it. Whereas in the last very episode, Jenny and Beth's question. About it was insane. What the, all, the only context they had was they were carrying half a million pounds worth of gold with them all day, and that was a clue. But like, you don't know that. Like the the answer spoilers was that that would buy a four acre island in the Caribbean, which I would not have said. Out of all those answers, that was the one I was least likely. Especially to pick. because they were like contextually as well. Like in a you're, snow, you're in Alps. you're in the Alps. Like <laughs> yeah. you're not thinking of the Caribbean. No. Yeah, and I thought that was really, really sad. And like, I found it frustrating. It's good; it's not fixed. So they, yeah. like someone won the million. But like, I think that like, there's like I said, there's two levels of that game we didn't see. I know. More locations that they could have gone to. I think on the flip side, a virtue of the program was there were two more levels. We know there are stakes now. Yeah. If there is a second series of this, which there I is. hope oh, there is, it's fantastic. Already, already, so that, so that's brilliant. Something. We know that there are stakes. We know that I know some of it will be orchestrated. You know, kind of uh, not not in a scripted way, but you know, we there are safety advisors we don't see. Yeah. There's a standing for Brian Pocotti's voice until he records his lines and all yeah. that sort of stuff. We know that, but in terms of them actually um, not completing challenges, I almost thought they would kind of give them when the cases blew up when they yeah. failed the shooting challenges. I almost thought there would be like a second chance appear yeah. to get us, and then I thought, hang on, we've only got about ten minutes left of the program. It yeah. can't, there can't be. And the last episode was a bit longer than the others. It's an hour. Oh well, yeah. oh yeah, but that was. So um, I did like the fact that it was actually. It must have been an absolute nightmare to edit that program. Yeah. Because how they haven't even got a structure, and then, because they didn't know how many people were going to go through. Yeah, like and he, and I suppose there there are elements in which they can do that. Like if they if they get in, if by this point there's six people in the program still, they could have really 
up the difficulty of both the tasks and the questions to start knocking some contestants yeah. out um but um yeah i think we're coming quite naturally into our things where what we if we well, were the we show two if, if, yeah if, if i was a showrunner i've got three things that i'd do next okay. year okay so my first one i know the program's called the Blast seven road to a million but as I mentioned in the first episode, it feels at times a little bit about race around the world. Mm. And I think they could make more of the race aspect of it. Mm. And I think that would be helped by people being in the same locations roughly at the same time. Mm. It started to get exciting when they started to all converge, I thought, when they're all in Jamaica. But they actually weren't there at the same yeah, time. No, but, but I think they perhaps should be. Yeah. Um, and when they were all in the casino together, I thought, like, I really wanted them to meet each other by Me that too. point, and they didn't. Um, and um, that sort of goes into my next one about interactions. But um, the race aspect of it, I think, because at the start they said there was £9 million up for stakes, that mm. money was too much. I think mm. they needed to up the, the, the stakes by, every now and again they're getting a text to say, Someone, someone says just won £200,000, the money's gone down. So, like, oh, I see so like make them prize money lower. So, say there's like three million up for grabs. Mm. And every now and again, they'll get a text, all of the couples would, and they'd say, like, oh, Jane, the Bone Brothers have just won mm. £200,000. The prize fund is now at this amount of money. Mm. So, they were racing to do as much as they could before the money was gone. Yeah. And I think that would make it a lot more exciting. Logistically, I think both of those things we've just talked about are probably impossible because... But they do it with race around the world. <clears throat> They're all in the same place. Yeah, maybe they are logistically possible. I don't know. And then the second one goes is a similar one to that about interacting with each other a bit more. Yeah. There's a lovely bit in episode seven, episode eight, where um, Jenny and Beth find the pictures of the other contestants and they mm, learn they're the last mm. ones left and i think that would have been so much more impactful if they if they just had a night interacting at the casino with each other yeah and found out with um and so they could have like socialized with each other had a, like a night off and you get to know them all you get to know them a bit more and they get to know each other mm. and then i think it would have meant more for those two um, contestants that oh my god we beat all of these mm. other people we're the last one standing mm. and i think that would have been really good and especially as if they and if they when the other two had gone it would have perhaps brought up those stakes where like the bone brothers um and um josh and kamara might have been well i hope they beat the controller kind of stuff you know what as you've been talking i've been thinking as well about the stakes um, I don't know whether this would fit within the format or whatever, but you could have everyone doing the same challenge. Mm. And I don't know how repetitive that might get, but it could be how well you do those challenges. Yeah. So then it affects how much money you get. Yeah. So how quickly you do the shooting challenge rather than you just fail by not doing the shooting challenge. Yeah. I think that might increase the stakes, but again, I don't know and, if that's logistically possible. But, but there was really good editing in this program. Like, for mm. example, the contestants who um, perhaps weren't as interesting or weren't as good at the stuff went out quite quickly. Mm. So you wouldn't have to... And sometimes you just saw the little bits that they were doing in the screens, in the controller's room. So you don't have to actually show everyone yeah. doing the same challenge. I mean, yeah. they showed everyone doing the shooting and it wasn't boring that we saw the shooting three times. No, it was three different scenarios, but essentially the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my last one is I think there should be some element of 
being able to sort of interact slash cheat the controller. I keep going back to the idea that, of that one scene where um, Jenny started to try and pick the yeah. suitcase with a hair that grip. That's um, And I wonder if, because she was literally carrying half a million pounds worth of gold and it would be really cool if she was able to pick that and they got to skip a question because they've already yeah. stolen that money. Um, that makes it, I know James Bond isn't a thief, but like it makes it a bit more spy. It breaks, breaks into, breaks a lot into of places. Stuff. Like yeah. a bit more spy stuff. And also like little things where if they're finding a particular task or um, question hard, they can use a gadget to get mm, past it. Because that mm. was one element of Bond that was not there at all. Yeah, Apart not, from yeah. the fact that they had little radios and Which walkie-talkies. Radio, yeah. They don't really have any of the gadgets. And I think mm. it would be really cool if like they were able to utilise one of those. A bit like a lifeline mm. in another quiz. Just to either hack the controller and get some... Yeah. Be able to skip a question or yeah. skip a task. Or to potentially um, like steal some of the money. Yeah. So I've said two of mine already. So my two were that I don't think any of the tasks you should fail outright because you can't do a skill. Yeah. I think as long as you try hard at it, I think that's actually far more kind of in keeping with Bond. Um, whereas there should be more time limit tasks. So you can have time get there tasks, on time, but you end. lose an element. You lose some money. money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like the rules of the game changed during that challenge because we didn't have any other challenge like that. Did yeah, we? it should be the fact that, like, for me, in that last episode, it should be the fact that you still do level six and seven for these. Once mm. you're in the last three, you still do episode level six and seven, but you won't you get a million now because you've lost 300,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you carry on the game yeah. and you get to the end. Yeah, and once so, like, you've got past a certain point. Yeah, once you're down to like the last three. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and the second one, of course, was that the, the questions can be cryptic and require brain power, but I don't think just pure knowledge it, and guesswork. It's got to be something in that room that, yeah. or something that you've just done or a vibe in the sense. Exactly. Of, like, I love the question when they were trying to guess how old the Queen was yeah. at a certain point. In a, I wanted in, them to eat some Bondian food, yeah. like they were drinking Bondian drinks. Yeah. Something involving a food challenge would be cool. The last one for me, which is relatively minor compared with those, but there were so many moments, um, not even as a Bond fan, where I was watching going, that is so cool. And increasingly, as the episodes went on, people were saying, okay, that's incredible, like mm -hmm. the DB5, you know, just because it's a really yeah. nice car. And they said and the, some of the, a few lines of, they said of you to a kill. Yeah, <laughs> the, like they did the other. Yeah, so the father, did the father and son go, Wow, what a view yeah, yeah. on that abandoned town. Yeah. And then we, of course, finished off with to a kill. So we did get bits like that, but there were such amazing places which you can't get normally yeah. as members of the public a lot of the time. And it was like no one really paused to kind of take that in very much. There were, there were those moments. But I almost wanted that because as an audience, we would kind of appreciate it more if they were enjoying what... So, you know, a lot of reality programmes, the joy is seeing people's reactions to yeah. things. So when someone enters a hotel room that they're reviewing yeah. and they go, oh, this is really nice or this is really horrible. You got that a little bit when they were in the yeah. casino resort. You did, and yeah. Gold yeah. And I think 
I think they should have done that more. Like you say, yeah. one of the elements of Bond that's so good is like the hotels he stays in and yeah. the, the luxury. The luxury. Yeah, and I think, I think on the downtime, because yeah. one of the criticisms I've seen of the programme is that it's very obvious that like they didn't really trek from the rainforest to this. They just put them back in the same clothes the next day to make it look like they did oh, that. Okay. But so for me, it would have been cool too. No, I think they probably did make them do. <laughs> I think it would have been cool to have like um, elements of seeing them checking somewhere mm-hmm. luxurious and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, and that, that also builds a way. If we carry on doing this and win that million pounds, mm-hmm. we could be doing this all the while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, like I said, it's, um, I just think there's some, some ways where they can finesse it even more. I agree. I mean, as, as we've said all along, we really enjoyed watching it. We found it really compelling. We've watched the whole thing in less than a week, haven't yeah. we? It makes me want to watch And a very busy things, week like we've both traitors. had work-wise as yeah. well. So we have managed to pack it in despite... Um, despite having an insanely busy work week. Um, but, yeah, it's just ways it can be improved. One of the things I really enjoyed, especially as it went on, was, and it was right there from the beginning, but was whoever the director is, um, Julian, um, it says his name is on the on the credits, or um, the cinematographer, whoever is responsible for framing the shots from James Bond films is a genius because they have actually got the exact comp- compositionally wise they've sometimes got the elements in the shot exactly the same but framing wise there are so many shots incre- as i say increasingly as you go on where it's like oh my god that looks exactly like that shot from yeah. that film but again for people one. who aren't uber bond nerds it doesn't take you out of no, it no and it just it, things that look nice and that's one thing linked to that as well that i think that the master stroke and it's the thing that people just aren't getting is the casting is so good because yeah. they're not James Bond fans. Yeah. And they um and they've they've found people with such incredible stories. The last four couples who get pretty much all the way um have such amazing like inspirational stories quite emotional the father and son who have hardly seen each other because he's worked away his entire life the two nurses one who was in the army and had all these crazy things happening in afghanistan and then they've gone through the trauma of working during the covid wards yeah um but they don't hit you over the head with it no you get not like like the x factor like like the flashbacks on the the fly sort of thing yeah you get you don't get the violins outboard it's like there's such and the bone brothers obviously are such a like such a funny pair so charismatic um and and then um, Josh and um, Josh and Kamara who just want to do mm. good for their family like mm. there's such lovely heartwarming stories that would have been totally lost if they're just like oh yeah my favorite Bond film is Spy Love Me da, da, da. yeah that was really weird at the end when they said Spy Love Me yeah Harmy thinks that the might, that the be, next that part of the challenge would have been to jump off the mountain. was something to do with the opening sequence of the Spy Who Love Me yeah I thought they I'm really annoyed that we don't get to see what the rest of that challenge was there's two really Bond things that for me that didn't happen which I must think is six and seven something about skiing um, yeah and racing cars they like didn't race i think food would have been an element as well yeah yeah there are so many things from bond films which they haven't done i think they did a really good job of putting into a single sequence multiple bond elements even like them getting on the train at the end is very no time to die and you had the score from no time to die playing as well so it was intended to kind of and there were so many little for bond nerds as well there are real like easter eggs like 
the money that they have at the end, all the £50 notes is in the Bennett and Winch suit carrier from No Time to Die. Several of the, at least one of each pair was wearing the No Time to Die watch on the NATO strap. All those little things you can spot if you're looking for them. And the other thing it has to be said, because we didn't say on the last podcast, because we didn't know it was a thing, is there is the X-ray mode on on the programme. Um, which, to be honest, I barely ever use apart from to check cast na- names and yeah. score like, Where have you seen that person from? Yeah. Yeah. But there are so much trivia built into the X ray mode on Amazon, which I was completely unaware of um, until I actually spoke with one of the producers of the program um, uh, online. And um, yeah, she pointed that out to uh, she pointed that out to me, and then I did a post about it um, afterwards. And then there's bits because I remember there's I forget what it was now, but there's a scene that we were watching, mm. and I was like, "When did this happen? Uh, uh, when did someone drive a VW Beetle yeah, yeah, in a Bond film?" And I and, couldn't remember. And then exactly. you you said what? I said it was on a Majesty's, yeah, but I, and then, then I couldn't remember the others. But then, like when we looked, there was like about five yeah, different loads. times when people had driven, yeah. even like to, as recent as like Quantum of Solace, mm-hmm. like with Camille mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. driving away, like so, like it was very cool. That it was. is very cool. What I would really love, and I don't think it's going to work because it would mean changing the whole of Amazon's setup, is I would love a mode where you can turn the trivia on like so it actually appears while you, you actually watch. video back in the 90s? Mm, you mean like on DVDs? No, no, there was this music thing called pop-up video oh, yeah. on VH1 where they used to play music. Yeah. They used to play... This is this is where... Remember when I was telling you my fact about Karma Chameleon? Like, oh, I know it says red, gold, oh, and green. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know it's red, gold, and green because that was on pop-up video. So they Why, used to play what, music what videos. What else would it say? Because you you never you used to call you used to say it was like bright golden dreams or something. Oh, that's yeah. just me just yeah. hearing lyrics but all like, the time. Yeah, I am. Um, but pop up video, it, it played the video, and then these little facts would pop up on screen yeah. in bubbles about the making of that video. Um, and I thought that they could do it like that. Mm. But that was yeah, mm. that's a random aside about that is video. a random aside. But from I think you would be able to have your cake and eat it with that yeah so for bond fans you'd actually get the trivia pop bond fans not like us the bond fans who are like it needs to be walter wall james bond and it all about james bond yeah you could you could do that if amazon changed their complete operating system yeah which they're not going to i'm, but I'm very looking i'm very much looking forward yeah. to if obviously there's two more levels that we haven't seen, which I don't think they'll just give us straight at the start. No, they I think they'll use for the next but one. I, there, there's clearly so much more Bondy and things they could do. But such a, so much amazing things, which like, mm. and it, it's good watching it with the person you would do the show with, like, because I would do it with you. Because mm. um, we were making our minds up at certain points, like, oh, I'd be fine doing the snake one. Um, I wouldn't jump on that top of that cable car. I could not do that. Mm-hmm. All those kind of things. And it's it's good fun. I'd be the so, braver. I'd be the braver one, yeah. Yeah. You'd be doing anything underwater. Producers, if you're listening, me and David are up no, for we, being on the second. Series. If you want to do a special involving Bond people fans. who do know James Bond a lot, um, we'd be. I'm not sure we could get the time off work. That's the only problem. Um, yeah. Only, but we are we are doing this like we're not doing it as like there's no prize money. We want a million pounds. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gratis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Licensed Queer Podcast. 
if you have thoughts on 007 Road to a Million, please let us know via our social media channels. And we'll Just re- be polite, please. Yeah, and we'll read some of them out on the uh, month in Bond at the end of the month that we do um, at the end of each month. Um, obviously, we're in um, Twitter, X, um, and Instagram, and you can find this where this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it really helps us if you want to give us a bit of a review as well, because it lets more people see it. And obviously, you can listen and read License to Queer over at licensetoqueer.com. See, I always hate doing the outro bit. I have to record it about 17 times, and you've just done it. Like, I did fumble a little bit, but like, I've 15 years of podcasting, baby. All right. I, I do enjoy someone who enjoys pulling rank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>